Shuffle. Shuffle. Take two. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kill Shuffle. Hey, 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 hey. I'm Donald. I'm Dylan. And good God, we thought we had a lot of albums for you last time. Yeah. And there's no came back, so hey. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is actually like a repeat of the last of the last episode because yeah. we're sitting here. It's snowing outside, or at least just it just snowed. Yeah. And we have way too many albums to cover. Yeah, and I believe we say the same shit anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, why, why would anyone still be listening at this point? It's just the same thing on repeat. No, that's not true. But 2018 does feel like it's... Uh, every week is just another slate of incredible albums. Mm-hmm. March March is coming, yeah. coming hard. I remember thinking mm. at the time that 2017 was just this unbelievable home run, but it can't have been in comparison, because in comparison... 2018 is kicking its ass, and I thought 2017 was a great year. Yeah, this is the year of Perfect Circle and Tool yeah. release an album. Well, those are bankers, but we're talking yeah. about like there'll be a, every week there'll be oh, a curveball. Oh, and Alison James later on in yeah. the year, so that's more news. It's very exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, so what we've got for you on the show this week, and that's not counting two records that we were going to cover yeah. and couldn't get time for, what we actually are going to cover this week in terms of new releases is Everything Dies by Nervous, uh, Raythi, I think that's how you pronounce it, by Black Foxes, a Taiga by Cubby, a Violence by Editors, Chrome Neon Jesus by Teenage Wrist, and The Free Life by Turbo Wolf. Mm-hmm. You got all that? Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, a little special, <laughs> a little special one. It is. And then we're going to take it back to 2009 for our uh, retrospective, where we're going to look at Wild Young Hearts by The Noisettes. Bet you, bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> I saw it. I knew, I knew it was coming, but yes. I think I'm... Um, I think that one was a bit of a bit of a left turn, a curveball. You could call it that. Not for me, but maybe for whoever else. <laughs> maybe for the listeners. Um, but yeah, anything else to report, Dylan? Before we get stuck in? No, no. Let's just do this. We yeah, let's ah oh, hell, let's, let's do this. All right. Um, so first up is a band called Nervous. This is their second album, their second full length release, and it's called Everything Dies. So Nervous are a very interesting proposition. Um, they're made up of M Foster. On vocals, uh, Paul on keyboards, Carl on bass, Jack on drums. Sorry, I don't have your second names here, boys. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, what they play is very much, I would say, like hyper melodic, punk inspired rock. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of fair? Like, uh, just off the bat, what kind of music they, they play? Yeah, uh, more lighter strokes yeah. In, yeah. That, in that genre bank. Yeah, like, like, yeah, it's kind of interesting because it, it would definitely sit on the l- very, very light side of punk. But as far as just like straight up rock, it's you know, it's yeah. definitely got a bit of bite. And compare, especially in comparison to their first album, uh, Permanent Rainbows. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what did you did you have any previous experience? Like, did you listen to Permanent Rainbows when it was no, out? Or no, no, I didn't when it was out. I only only after this. Oh, okay, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, because I I've been I was on board for, for with Nervous from kind of. Um, Certainly from Permanent Rainbows. Um, and it was interesting as well because M, the singer, uh, is a trans woman and she actually came out as trans more or less coinciding with the release of Permanent Rainbows. Mm. So um, the other guys in the band didn't weren't aware of the themes, I guess, of the album until after it came out because that was when uh, M came out, which is super interesting because obviously it's a very personal album. Yeah. Um, and it's cloaked in metaphor a little bit more so than, than this one, Everything Dies. Everything Dies is, is definitely... Um, like knowing 100% who she is and not giving a fuck what anybody else thinks yeah. which is really cool I, I I think it's uh, I think it's almost a good idea at times yeah. to, to have 
the real weight of what you want to express yeah. in the music. So it's like, hey, here's and the not, strings. Yeah, and not feeling like you're not feeling like you're um, cloaking any part of who you are behind uh, wordplay. Just just for the sake of maybe keeping something a secret or not wanting to completely share your feelings or whatever. But yeah. I think it really works. Um, and funny story as well about Permanent Rainbows before we get onto the meat of this album. But I was re- I was reading that I-, I always thought the first album was a little rough around the edges. You know, good, but. It, it almost felt like it lacked a certain attention to detail and I've listened to it loads and I, I do go back to it a fair amount but I there's some kind of bite or power or punch or something that I feel like it's missing slightly in a lot of the songs and what I found out was that they had the whole thing recorded that they'd done over the course of six weeks it was done, it was finished, it was like pristine and then M dropped the hard drive that everything was on um, and there was no data recovery, no nothing, and they had to re-record the whole thing in 22 hours. <laughs> so no way. They, the whole first album. No so way. That puts everything in a whole different perspective. Listening back to it now, a- after having to record three songs for the first time, which took professionally, us two, which took us what two and a half? No, two, two and a half full days. Yeah, yeah. It took two us and quite a, days. It took us quite a while. Yeah. And so to, that- to think that that the whole of Permanent Rainbows, which has some absolute classic songs like like bones and uh, there's other ones as well that just the names aren't jumping out of me but really great songs and to think that it was all put together in 22 two yeah. hours at the last possible second yeah. was the, really impressive the, get, the old english getting on with it god yeah absolutely stiff over lip and all that but mm-hmm. um what you can really tell on everything dies is that uh being behind the control desk yet again and having the time to really put the care and attention into every little aspect of this album um and the band have just really knocked it out of the park, I think, with this one. Every, everything stands out pretty, pretty, um, pretty, pretty. <laughs> it's, pretty it's, it is. Yeah. Like every, every, every single instrument you wouldn't imagine would be rushed at all. No. It isn't. No, it's not. Certainly not this time around. Um, I think the, just when you're talking about instruments, the ba- like how, how amazing does the bass sound? It's just, it's so audible. It sits exactly where it needs to in the mix. And the bass lines as well are so creative that... Uh, it's so nice to hear not just a really great guitar tone on either side, but this this fantastic sort of clear, mm. clean, not clean. It's it's kind of it's kind of fuzzed up actually, but this really um, audible bass right in the middle, yeah. and then obviously the drums are excellent as well. Yeah, there's a bit of a fuzzy buzz too. Yeah, guitars, which is which is interesting considering yeah. how clean a lot of the other efforts from the instruments. Yeah, sound. oh yeah. And, yeah, and it was I would say that first one was almost indie rock, whereas this is like this is definitely punk. Like maybe. I don't know what you would call it like blue collar punk at times it's a little uh, it does go a little into sort of excerpts territory especially with the piano yeah like Weezer excerpts realm interesting yeah mm-hmm. or, or you know Alkaline melod- Trio melodically Al- as well. melodically certainly yeah um, were there any other touchstones that you could hear kind of just in terms of where it was coming from um, like a musical inspiration wise or um, lineage wise not really I mean the stuff I've called the excerpts on has been very similar as well. I think this is just an, uh, another great example of like yeah. Brit rock um, revival. Yeah, one hundred percent, definitely. Yeah. I think Alkaline Trio is the band that I see on all of the. If you like this, you'll like that kind of thing, um, and I definitely hear that melodic sensibility. Well, yeah, that's more of a Thinker's Man yeah. punk. Yeah, band, and, you know, and which is, which this borrows from quite well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then it points things like the Wonder Years and, and Gaslight Anthem as oh, well, yeah, of but course. but. It was funny as well because M sa- says that she was very involved in musicals and stuff like that when she was a kid, and I can almost hear that. There's a real oh, I definitely hear that. Yeah, there's a real pushing of what's acceptable um, musically mm-hmm. in punk. 
there's a lot of uh, those really showy do you know the kind of chords I'm talking about where you'll have a a chord that's resolved like one semitone apart they do that a lot where it's like you know like it's you know really really close together notes yeah. and it, they, they do it nearly every song and it really really works yeah they do uh, it gives it their own their own kind of um spin some of it is definitely not my cup of tea that's interesting um, like what but a lot of it is yeah um i'd say the second half of the album hits home for me a lot more than the first mm. though though i do appreciate and understand how good the first half is okay for people who like that style of song yeah because as soon as I guess it follows goes into medicine the way yeah. back and all tight that it changes a little bit yeah you know it becomes less I playful think, to more bittersweet melancholic punk I guess I think it's it does get darker towards the end for sure um, for an album that lyrically is deals with themes of isolation and not you know and, and the struggle of being a trans woman you know that is that is like the key I would say the key lyrical theme here um, and it does, you know, M does an incredible job of articulating that, mm-hmm. and 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 it it's it's a really empathetic performance, you mm-hmm. know, like you can really she really puts you in her shoes when you're listening to the songs, yes. especially on like medicine is is one that really kind of punches you in the gut, um, because it deals with like her voyage or her her kind of journey through the NHS in the UK, yeah, and trying to get the medication and the uh, the treatment that as a trans woman that she needs but which you need to basically convince the system that you do need mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> you re- really do your research and yeah don't give up on that oh 100 percent. Mm-hmm. yeah and then um you know hold, hold tight again it sounds like a tribute to a, a friend who's passed away which is also very you know which is dark it's but such a good song yeah it's such a, it's a great it's a great song um like it, the most epic song i'd say hold tight is pro- yeah yeah, 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 definitely. Especially, and I think that's one of the more Alkaline Trio moments is that I'll see you, I'll see yeah. you, kind of in the background, the, yeah. the, the call and response kind of vocals. Yeah. Really, really cool. Very Donald Kennedy kind of vocal. Line. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, why not? Um, and it, it follows again just on lyrical content. Uh, M only just came out today on Twitter and, and, and said that it deals with a previous abusive relationship, you know, and sort of mm-hmm. domestic abuse and not yeah. feeling as though you've ever really gotten away from an abusive partner, which again, like considering how serious the lyrical themes are, I think it's admirable how playful this album sounds in parts. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's just life dealing with yeah. deal, carrying, carrying that weight. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. As the Beatles once said. <laughs> <laughs> so wisely. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, um, because really, it, it, it's really almost joyous at times. Like, mm. there's a moment at the end of, uh, I, w- I think it is actually Hold, uh, no, it's, sorry, it's, it's the last song, Fall Apart. Oh, yeah. Um, where I don't even know what to call it, except like a smash mouth organ just comes in right at the end. <laughs> is that like, or Counting Crows, maybe? Counting Crows. Kind of, yeah. but it's just this amazing, really catchy major key organ riff mm. just comes out of nowhere and it just transports you right back to yeah. the nineties. And, and it's a very sad song, yeah. but that moment was like, oh, this is I can't get, I can't get enough of it. It's so great. Um, and then yeah, you can hear the influence of uh, of post punk as well a little bit, especially considering um, I don't know if it's Jack who, who drums with Nervous Now. I think it is. That's in that's in Gold Key that we love so much. But there, there's definitely a shared lineage there somewhere. Um, and I can hear a lot of a lot of it in that song, "Recycled Air," mm-hmm. which would be which would probably be the 
the slowest song on the, on the album. It's very much a yeah, like a down tempo track, but it it almost has that that post punk kind of um, churn to it, like like an yeah. Interpol or a yeah. Gold Key or something like that. Um, so you know, it, I don't think you ever get bored listening to this album. No, it's an entertaining album. Even the stuff I don't like, like Six Sad World, is I, I it's a good yeah. song once again, like a bit too playful for okay stuff I'd want to hear. Like like I love um this the whole like feeling medicine gives you yeah yeah that, that sounds like nothing else on the album no discredit to everything else but medicine sounds like on a whole other level yeah medicine is like their their citizen moment especially yeah. when that that lead just kicks in after the first kind of yeah. it's not there's no chorus in medicine it's really just like, it's like verse yeah. and then this big kind of um, uh delayed out riff yeah just a just a one string just being doing being bent kind of yeah, it would definitely it's amazing. Of like Blur meets Afghan Wigs. Yeah, oh yeah, Afghan Wigs as well. Killers, just that realm of like ballad, piano ballad. Yeah, with the rock. Afghan Wigs is a good um, is a good comparison also because I feel like they they deal in this kind of fundamentally melodic rock with you know with all of the trimmings like piano and everything, uh-huh. but but a bite to it like a, a harder edge to it than yeah what you would normally expect. I think um, I think this band is. Yet to get the real hard edge, I'm not sure if they'll ever aim for that. I I think they have a good balance now. Mm. Um, yeah. I, well, what what would you expect from a harder edge? Like, I think you do get that in the kind of guitar in Six Sad World and It Follows. You yeah. Know? I think you, a little bit even in Medicine as well. Like, it's I don't think you're ever going to get <laughs> brutal, no, sick no, breakdowns no. from no. from Nervous. That's not. The it's kind not. Of it's not what I'm looking feeling. for. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a step to, in a, in a. It is a step in a more intense direction musically, I think. Yeah, it's it's not the rated nar side of punk. No, no, nor nor what I really wanted to be, to be honest with you, because I I don't think there's many people doing the kind of thing that these guys do, and I'm so oh, really? glad that they do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think you I don't think you get stuff with on the same album where you have like those drums from It Follows, where it's like that that old really really old school like that kind of old punk beat mixed with you know the kind of um, chord progressions like that Andrew Lord Webber would be fucking around yeah. with. What, what do you think of the oddity of um, the way back? Um, it's very very interesting kind of guitar, oh, guitar line. Yeah, no, now that I'm yeah, it's very off kilter. It's really, yeah. the time signature is really odd. Yeah, really cool. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I know it's really really cool. Um, yeah. I'm a hu- I'm a huge fan. I think they they make a lot of take a lot of risks. Uh huh. Oh, certainly. And I think a lot of them pay off. Yeah, very experimental in this realm, which is which is which is brave. Yeah, and awesome. Yeah, it's experimental musically and lyrically. I don't think there's a. I just can't think of anyone else that is writing songs that are as strong as this and as memorable as this. And again, are so easy to Trojan horse people into loving. Yeah. Um, that come from such a like a unique place and have such a unique perspective. There's like just nobody else that can write songs like these. Mm. Um. And have them come across okay. so yeah what would you say authentically yeah i mean i mean it's it's a slight comparison but maybe, maybe the stuff against me right yeah i mean the it, thing, com- it comes from yeah. the same heart and that's the journey of being a trans woman i agree yeah i agreed i think i think um m does kind of i don't want to say take offense but I think it becomes slightly irritated when people automatically draw the comparison to against me just well, because mus- they're both fronted by yeah, trans women. Totally different journeys. Yeah. Um, 
but at the same time obviously because against me are yeah. the only go-to comparison that people have in terms of like a band that's fronted by a trans woman people yeah. do there's, there's naturally f- there's, think, there's yeah. actually a, a few more than you think but um yeah it's just the fact that it'll always come out in the lyrics yeah and it, it that doesn't that's not a problem no it always comes out in the lyrics even uh, songwriters may think so like it's 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 what's happening in the life so absolutely write that yeah yeah but i suppose what you get when nervous is like it's just a uniquely british perspective on yeah. everything which i love yeah um and obviously it's its own i mean you know you can't you can't get away from the fact that they're both like within the stratosphere of like folk punk kind of so um you know there is that comparison as well but yes. i i can definitely say that nervous is its own wonderful thing yeah um, that was great and it's, and it's so good to see a band evolve I, lo- I love when a band like comes they back, certainly did comes mm-hmm. out swinging on a second album which is absolutely what this is yeah I much prefer this to Permanent Rainbows and I like Permanent Rainbows a lot yeah I hope this gets recognition so do I and I think I can kind of think that it is getting recognition as well good not as much recognition as a band that I think sound sonically similar but aren't actually as good which is Creeper <laughs> yeah Um, I hear you know a lot of that same joyous spirit in this that I do like that almost kind of horror punk spirit yeah but I think the songwriting is stronger here yeah actually this reminds me a bit of um Jared Way's yeah uh, solo album his, his kind of Brit rock outing oh, that he did oh what was his, that called something something alien was it or Hesitant Alien oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. terrific album we'll probably cover it on Band Club at some point but okay yeah uh, it's a lot like that a lot right. real real good spirit towards dark topics yeah, yeah. I don't I don't often tune into the lyrics, but it's really the lyrics. I mean, it's everything about this album, but particularly I think the lyrics are right from the start, you know, from starting off on Congratulations, which is all about how we gender children from the second they're born. It's just yes. super interesting. It's not a perspective you get every single day from every single album, and I really appreciate it. I think it's great. So yeah. I think M and the gang have done an excellent job, a really good follow-up to their first album, and uh, let's hope they... Go, go go big places oh god so that's nervous n-e-r-v-u-s not spelled like yeah. being anxious but yeah I'll give this an 8 okay and what was your favourite song uh, medicine absolutely medicine okay I think that is I'm not going to disagree with you there medicine is is the best track of this album and one of my favourite songs of the year Um, and I think I'm going to have to give this a 10 yeah. woo, 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 woo. hell yeah I think it's I think it's phenomenal listening back again and again and again and again and nice. it gets better so um, yep Nice. Is that my second ten of 2018? Probably. Yeah, it is, I think. I think it is. It is. Excellent. Well done, Nervous. Picky bastard. I'm flying out tens like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <when> you're- <laughs> That's the problem with 2018. We're going to need to change the scale because it, there's so many great albums. It's like, we're yeah, like I said, we're giving them out like candy. But uh, it's genuinely excellent. This is my second, actually, because I gave Marmosets a 10. And I'm giving Nervous a 10. I think it's wonderful. Okay. Let's move on. That's album number one. Off to a good start. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Now, why don't we talk about something that, Dylan, you're a little bit more well-versed in. So, Sorry. second album is by a dude from Norway. I'm not sure his real name, but his I'm not sure his stage name is Kubi. <laughs> K-U-B-B-I. And the album uh, is named after that big forest in Siberia. It's called yeah, Taiga. Yeah, it is. Yes. Um, so, Dylan, do you want to explain to us a little bit about what Kubi does? What Kubi does? Um, it's a little different this time around. Okay. Slightly different. Um, he does kind of a she-esque techno chip tuney thing mm-hmm. yep. um, with a lot more of a dream pop side to it than a techno side to it. 
I'd have to say. Okay. Um, last the last few outings have been very experimental in soundscapes and what you can create. Yeah. Um, I think this time around, it, he he went for a much more expansive, larger sound. Yeah, it almost seems like this time around um, he's decided to try make a record. Do you know what I mean? It's not, not that is in no way to diminish what he's done in the past, but yeah. Taiga much more so than Embers, which is the other album that I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. feels like an attempt to make a, a one cohesive piece of art that hangs together. Yeah, this this is definitely a really interesting um, take on the whole genre. Um, I think it could be the most legitimate take on the genre. Not to not to yeah. legitimize anything else, but like this this has such a unspoken concept to it. Um, with some of the some of the song titles that are clued in, mm. um, then like you have the, the the staple in the middle, which has a uh, guest vocalist. Yes, Hunter. Yeah, Hunter. Mm. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like Sleep Token or stuff we've covered before. That kind of. I don't know mm. who the vocalist is. I, I I don't know. I didn't take it down. Yeah, but that's incredible. Um, really nice little bit. I wish there was a bit more of that in the album. Mm. But it's funny actually. You should just just yeah mention you know? punches. I like that song, but it's it's it wouldn't be anywhere close to my favorite. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. I think uh, I think overall what this shows is a growing up and like a maturing of mm. what he does as an yeah. artist and like, like I think yeah. I think uh, Hunter. Uh, Persona or vocalized the album. Mm. Yep, the album's intent mm. in just one whole. I don't know the vocals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what all the songs are about, I guess. In well, a way, for me, it's a little, it's a little different. I think that you're right. It does. It is the centerpiece, but I think the statement of intent, weirdly enough, comes on track three, which is Plume, and um, because because yes. the album starts really, really subdued. Like it's a that's a risk. That's, it, yeah, it's different. It it it, it kind of ramps up from wake into the second track. Uh, oh, sorry, it ramps up from from retrospect into wake, mm. which is a really really nice way to start. And then on plume, what you get is uh, this really distinctive set of chord progressions. That's it, it, they kind of weave in and out like I don't know, like a game of snake on your it's phone so, or it, something. It's subtle. Like, he knows how to control his dynamics. Oh yeah, this time around for sure. And yeah, and that's it's yeah. that that really sticks with you because it's because it's such an odd jumble of chords that are put together, but because they work so well, you then notice as it comes back towards uh, resurgence. Is that what the second last song is called? Uh, yes. Yeah. So then you get so I think everything is like sandwiched between plume and resurgence, mm-hmm. and then on the on the outsides there's the beginning, and then on the other end there's cold snap, and both of them act as yeah almost sort of intros and outros to the yeah. album. I- there's a weird cool. synthy thing he does that makes it sound a lot big, a lot more, a lot more um, expansive. Um, yeah. Especially in Anders and Cold Snap, is, is you almost hear like a a string mm. set behind like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's he's done an ex really excellent job anyway in the production. I yeah. mean, it sounds huge, and I love an album that you can crank up as loud as you want. But it's but it, it always retains its uh, clarity. It mm-hmm. never like it does never sounds harsh at a, at a high volume. He's just managed to yeah. <laughs> keep everything really really nicely dynamic and uh, rounded, so it yeah. just sounds lovely. No it's almost like where you're listening to it. It's almost like you would you, you could have put the drums in, worked the everything else, then put the bassy parts in. Yeah, maybe. So that means everything else is over the bass, or it isn't getting consumed by the bass first, which is what it was. What a lot of um people in this genre do it's like they they yeah. emphasize 
everything else follows the base. Yeah. Which this al- this, this is quite different. Yeah, it almost feels like a debut album in a way because like it's almost like he's been experimenting with various different elements of his sound. Like he was... He spent a while doing this. Yeah. Album. Four yeah. years, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, pretty actually nearly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he, and he was... It was very much chiptune-centric. Like it was almost like he had pigeonholed himself on the earlier stuff yeah. because it's it's so Anna Managuchi style like just pure chiptune Game Boy yeah, NES sort of like the last album had um, uh, not Fireside that's our song Embers uh, yeah that it had a it had a kind of guitar track to it that's what I mean yeah sorry yeah. And, then, and then on Embers what he did was he was like I'm going to do what I used to do in terms of but then I'm going to just throw in big guitars yeah like it was, it was like a, it was like an rock electronic album that that, and I liked it. I was, I thought it was a little bit sugary sweet, um, compared to what you get here. The rock elements are gone. Do pretty, you, pretty much, yeah. I don't. Do you think uh, he picked up a guitar making this one? No, no, no. I don't think so. It doesn't sound like it. No. Yeah, which is funny because Ember's there was quite a lot of guitar in that one. Yeah, this one's quite a quite a composition yeah yeah you know this one sounds like i mean it, it just effort it does sound like that sort of thing you were getting on the monster cat compilations and and circus and circus 2 back in you know five or six years ago but all grown up i mean they're all there is a kind of serious dubstep song oh yeah in this a dubstep yeah. drum and bass yeah. uh, it's even got one of those like island rhythm like uh well what's the song um i think it's is it uh, uh surgeons? It might be no, no. Spirit Dancer or Antlers possibly. Um oh no, Plume, sorry, it's towards the end. Is that that electro house kind of driving yeah. mid tempo? I and mean, yeah. he does them all, but he does them all great really, really well. Yeah. What a twist. It's another cool thing as well that each song has different sections to it. Yeah. It's not just going on the same drum and bass but changing everything else. It's yeah. actually changing each section. Yeah. And again, it. like like the complexo of someone like Savant, but but just dialed back in, in a good way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like he needs to throw the kitchen sink at every song, yeah. and every song has its own palette. Actually, to be honest with you, my least favorite things on the album are is Spirit Dancer and Antlers, where he kind of does fall back on the a chip little, tune a little, which is which still is good by comparison to yeah. everything else. But in comparison to the genius of what is the rest of the album, I yeah. think it's a little bit um, disappointing. But like. Prey, I think, is a really good one because it, it has that... It's so atmospheric. It's like that sort of Blade Runner 2049 atmosphere. Yeah. Um, had, had, this has a bit of Hans Zimmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hugeness yeah. to it. What I written, what I written down was uh, it feels like you're in a steampunk diner at three in the morning during a thunderstorm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this lovely sort of... What would you say? Like buzzy main section within a big booming wall of... Yeah. Um, of sort of symbols and hi hats and everything, mm-hmm. and that that's kind of a that's sort of a dubstepy one. Yeah, it takes patience to get through. Yeah, certainly, it's like yeah, I'll listen to all of it at once, not just one song. The whole, that's how that, it usually that, the whole album, you mean? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, how it usually absolutely. happens. Absolutely, which is great. Yeah, it's 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 definitely one to listen to. Um, again, it has that it has that cinematic feel. You know, it has the feel of the soundtrack um, with plot points and a narrative arc and then it ends and yeah. there's a cre- and, there, and there's cold snap is the credits yeah. that's kind of how it feels hunter for the next bomb team hell yeah absolutely <laughs> good man this is this awesome. is a little bit different obviously than what we normally cover but if you are into electro house drum and bass dubstep or any of any and or all of the above 
I think you definitely owe this yeah. your, your time because what it brings that Scandinavian sensibility to. Mm. Um, it's much different than she to as an well. American, largely American genre. Yeah, it's much and different than she as well. Oh yeah, even though it's in the same genre, it's yeah. still totally its own. She is like the ADHD cousin. This is like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) The guy spent, the OCD cousin, I guess. He's taken ketamine or something. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. (laughs) What was your favorite track? Um, Hunter. Hunter, yeah. I think, I think, I'm leaving. Such a pleasant surprise. Actually, sorry, before you go as well, I need to give a shout out to Infinity Shred, who I think spearheaded this movement, I guess, of of really mature, um, somewhat spacey, Mm. electronic inspired and post-rock inspired music so i think i think there's a lot of infinity shred on this album so i yeah. cannot wait for those guys next album um but my favorite track i think is pray love that love that song yeah. I think it's brilliant oh it's great um, and i'm gonna actually i'm gonna give it a nine i think this is wonderful god yeah i'm gonna give it a ten hey <laughs> because it's so good it's yeah, so it's get you in the right mood yeah and you feel somber and good about bad moods yeah, all at the same time. It's great. No, yeah, an electronic band has not got me this excited, or an electronic musician since um, she's Wayward. No, Wayward. Actually, Way- oh, Wayward. Yeah, and they have not released an album yet. So good, good on you, Cubby. You did a good job with this yeah. one. It's, it's really, truly top shelf stuff. Yeah. Well done. Good. Thanks for bringing it to the podcast, though. Hell yeah. All right, uh, let's move on. I think we're just going to talk about another thing that we both liked. <laughs> <laughs> now. Um, the album is called Chrome Neon Jesus by Teenage Wrists. Yes. My understanding is they're from Los Angeles, California. Um, <laughs> like another band that we both like, Year of the Rabbit. Yes. Which I think is the closest thing um, to a musical touchstone that you've got for this, which means... Possibly. Yeah, that it's going to be just musical catnip mm-hmm. for me and Dylan. Yeah, I bought this on vinyl already. So oh my god, I'm going to have to follow suit. I haven't got it yet, but it's coming. Yeah, so so Teenage Wrist uh, came out with an EP, I think it was a couple of years ago, like 2015 maybe, and I've definitely jammed that EP many, many times. I have not. Yeah, I think it was one that I found on Related Artists on Spotify. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it went it went straight into my 90s sound playlist and has not left. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it almost felt like they were never going to have an album. i kind of given up on ever seeing anything else from them. And then for Chrome Neon Jesus to just drop out of the blue yeah. and to like so much more than make good on the promise of that EP is yeah. uh, phenomenal. Sizably so. Oh, yeah. I think I think this is a real big <laughs> like like stamp of intent. Yeah. So so. Um. Yeah. What what kind of I mean what kind of zone are we in here like musically speaking early two thousands yeah yeah you know the kind of bands we like from the late 2000s, late late nineties very early nineties I would say like this yeah. this sits in the sort of ninety seven to two thousand and two kind of era yeah. sound wise mm-hmm. um, with the obvious exception I said of Year of the Rabbit who were kind of a throwback band anyway yeah. in two thousand and three yeah the guitars from Always Your Way oh yeah that song God yeah the Just my the my vitriol, my vitriol is real yeah. it's real on this album yeah. It's huge. Um, and then other throwback bands as well, like Citizen and Nothing and Super Heaven, Honey Spider that we covered recently. Yeah. Uh, Departures. Basically any band that pairs, l- you know, ludicrously catchy, but very simple lead riffs with big slabs of distortion. Yeah. That's kind of what and if is. anything, this is very catchy in, oh, yeah. in kind of a not, not a speedy way, but, but it's, you remember everything on this. There's a lot of personality. Huge, huge amount of personality on this. I think as well, they've, they've gone full in on uh, the aesthetic as well. You know, there's almost that, I, I hesitate to say like anime, but there's definitely sort of a... 
a Japanese-inspired imagery to the album with 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 what they're going is, for. Is there because like Chrome Neon Jesus, Ghost in the Machine, you know, su- Super Machine. Like they they're really you get the sense that they're um they're trying to paint a picture of this yeah like chrome play. I don't think world. I don't think I picked up on the Japanese. No, I'm not saying um, I'm not saying musically. I just I just mean in terms of like the imagery. It almost feels like uh, yes, a, Akira style imagery is go- what they're going for. A ghost Ghost in the Shell. Mm. Yoko Kano. Yoko yeah, even yeah, even Ghost in the Shell, which obviously was like set in kind of Hong Kong. Yeah, a lot of Yoko Kano vibes actually. Yeah, you you know that composer. She's, um, she's done Ghost in the Shell. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Cowboy Bebop, all there. Yeah, um, yeah, very kind of like chill. Yeah, <laughs> like everything, so. or or you know, if you want a Western comparison, like Deus Ex. Yeah. Like I think I or or Blade Runner. You know, I I think really this album feels like it's soaked in like the glow of a purple like glowing sign in the rain. Mm. Much like I say, much like I say, Deftones is in a blue. Yeah, Deftones sign is in a purple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you know, same. Um, it's yeah I just think uh, you know it's not doing anything that has never ever been done before by but bands like Far and Hum and, and that totally doesn't matter brand new but it doesn't it does matter it, it does it so well mm. bit by bit mm-hmm. every song keeps coming yep. with more more different sounds you get the still vibe it's very yeah. very coherent in what it's trying to what it's trying to do yes it's not it's not straying too far from from the sound it started with the first song like it changes a bit, but it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's you know, yeah. That first song, uh, "Chrome Neon Jesus," which is such a great name for the album, mm-hmm. um, does have a, probably the most grunge influence compared to the rest of like alternative rock. Yeah. And then on, but then you kind of get that double hitter of like "Chrome Neon Jesus," great start, and then "Dweeb," with probably the best riff of the year. I'm just obsessed with that that lead riff. That's yeah, pretty nice. You get into we re- re- really cool like entrances in- intros into the songs. Yeah. 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 Yeah, similar to what we what we try and do with our music as well yeah. actually. Um and it doesn't let up, you know. I think the singer uh has just got that lovely sort of laid back tone that yeah. that really complements this sort of music. Yeah. Um a lot of the stuff you've rated pretty highly that I haven't. Yeah. It's because they don't have vocalists like this. Mm. <laughs> like this guy, I think, um, a lot like my vitriol, has the power, yet keeps it pretty chill when it needs to be. Absolutely. Where some other vocalists just rely on the chill. Yeah, he doesn't he, he, he you know, he's got a great he's got a great ability to um to put to kind of put you on edge a little bit, even though you know he never he never goes too forceful with his vocal. Those those lines that he delivers, especially in songs like Pink, Black Flamingo, which is a real highlight. Yeah, like you know when he said this is like every touch is medical. You're it kind of makes you a little uneasy, even yeah. though he's kind of he's still kind of chill. Kind of a Brian Malco, yeah, placebo. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's very very nice. Yeah. Um, and then even on on there's like sort of an interlude track I would say called Kibo. Oh, which yeah, has like really cool. a Stone Roses or like Garbage or The Breeders or, or something um, sort of vibe Yeah, it reminds it. me of um, Future by Paramore. Remember the, the yeah. huge, huge... Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, that's another Ken Andrews production. That's, that's, that's a Ken Andrews <laughs> thing, once again. <laughs> yeah. So you get the wall of sound guitars definitely in this. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. But but not... Um, they're not like Razor Edge guitars. They're They're just so warm. Yeah. They're they're really distorted, but they're warm and full, and provide just the perfect sort of buttery smooth foundation for the the huge mm-hmm. leads that just 
are even almost stronger than the choruses even though I think this especially like on songs like like Black Flamingo mm-hmm. Chromie on Jesus Dweeb and Rollerblades and everything yeah. have great choruses but well it, the, the, yeah you, you're warm to the choruses eventually yeah that's the best part of yes. it like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't get you on the first listen as much as it does later on they're just very Absolutely. interesting yeah and, and unconventional choruses yeah you know yeah yeah agreed and then they and they're pulling in even um, like Smashing Pumpkins influences. Like on Super Machine, you get that. Remember we were talking about the drum fills on um, uh, Machina. Like yeah, yeah, you, you get one of those one of those kind of drum fills into the verse yeah. and it backbeat stuff. It's really nice. Um, it's really really nice. Spit as well is kind of a Smashing Pumpkinsy vibe. Yeah, it's really cool. That's probably my favorite. Kind of like let's roll everything back mm. and kind of do a ballady thing. Yeah, they do. It does. Start. It does end with kind of two two ballads. I would say in terms yeah, of spit yeah. and, and waitress. Yeah. Um, but spit spit is definitely something really special. Yeah, some of the nicest chords I've heard ne- next to each other in yeah. the long as well. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. For me, that only goes to Black Flamingo in terms of just sheer creativity. In terms of like working within a a limited enough blueprint, but still being super creative. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, but I think Spit is excellent as yeah. well. And um, it's got one it's got one of my favourite lines on the album, which is I hope this plane goes down so I can see who comes to mind. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> and so, then it's, I hope this plane so goes down so I can see you one last time, which is very cool. So good. So cool as well. Yeah. Um, remind, reminds me a lot of the laundry shop and old Irish band if oh. the listeners haven't heard it. Huh. Donald has. I was literally just uh rapping for the laundry shop there on Twitter. But you know, right? Day. You know Yeah, totally, yeah, totally yeah, that. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially the uh, black flamingo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The fuzzy kind of bass that comes in the verse that's totally something out of that album yeah no you're you dead know? right actually I'm thinking about it yeah, yeah. Um, like like uh, Eclipse Me or something yeah yeah interesting very interesting <laughs> that is a reference that very few will get but it's 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 an accurate yeah. one um, I don't know if there's too much more to say it's just it's just an intensely enjoyable alternative rock album yeah it really is I, I, I'm i I'm lost for words at how good this is yeah yeah I think this is one's gonna. This one's gonna be a permanent fixture on oh, my, totally. any on any and all of my yeah. <laughs> listening habits from now on. Yeah. This feels like a cult classic for me. Yep, real yeah. cult classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the songs are only just beginning to sort of take up permanent residency in my yeah. brain. Do you like, know what I mean? What was the What was your number one from last year? Wasn't it um freaking? Oh, last year was Roswell Kid. Yeah, Roswell Kid. It's my Roswell Kid. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it. Oh no, this is this is going directly onto my albums of the year. I don't know if it's number one right now in the running, but it's it's bloody good. I will be so sorry for everybody involved if it's not even in my twenty. Oh, like, I that, think this will like, be. In there. It has to be. We'll see. It's it's not, it's only it's only March. It's only March, it and it's still snowing. So we're still you know in the start of the year, but. <laughs> Let's see where we go. Um, my favorite track because of that lead guitar is, is definitely Dweeb. Yeah, um, that's good. Good name too. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Um, Stones Alone is another great Stone lyric. Stones Alone. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Really, really good. Mm. And do you, do you want to give it a score? I'm presuming. Oh, ten. So. One. Yeah, you're like. Oh, it's why fu- would it be anything else? Fucking ten. Uh, swa- <laughs> swa- swallow is my favorite song. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Swallow. Okay, it's yeah. kick ass. Swallow it's is excellent. like like Machina from Smashing Pumpkins. That kind of like. Like kick the door down, yeah. guitar right off the bat. It's such a genius lead part, man. It's so good. Yeah, and then like the um, oh the freaking solo at the end. Mm. Once again, kind of uh, James Eha esque with with the um the whammy pedal. Mm. The wham wham wham. Yeah, it's so cool. It doesn't sound like anything else in the album. Uh, it's a nine from me. 
It's cool. A it's a nine from Hell me. Yeah. Has nothing's gotten less than a nine so far in the show um, from me, and you obviously you're getting a couple eights, but uh, yeah. So that's the album is called Chrome Neon Jesus. It's by Teenage Wrist. Um, I know a couple of people personally who have just completely become obsessed with this album not just you Dill but other people on Twitter so um, it's easy too yeah approach with caution because you may never be able to stop listening to it uh, yeah. but yes go check it out be scared yes <laughs> alright let's move on next album is by a band called Editors yeah <laughs> hey from hey. Birmingham um, Birmingham Birmingham and they've been around since 2002 crazily enough so they're they're approaching their 20th anniversary which for a person that has been well aware of them since, since the beginning, the beginning yeah. it, it seems bizarre. And they've only really had one lineup shuffle, but it's cons- it's it's uh, sort of considerable, I would say, because um, it changed. They changed guitarist, so. which yeah. which is such a which is such a sort of key tenet of what what they uh, what they do. Because yeah. editors would have become known for songs like. Uh, you know, I think it's called Blood uh, and 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 Munich. Munich definitely the back room. Yeah, and then um, that was. And then as a start as well. Yeah, Munich was definitely kind of that sound yeah. that they remember remembered for. And this is different in case you forgot about them. Yeah, right. This is quite jarring. Yeah. So what they what they were known for? I I know they've changed their sound because I was fully fully obsessed with their first three albums actually. Um, and ended as a start mostly. I think that album was pure genius start to finish. Um, and then the one after that, which I think is called In This Light and On This Evening, which is also excellent, but it has a very much like Kid A, um, what's the other album? The companion album, Amnesiac, Amnesiac. sort of feel to it. It, like, it really uh, feels like a reaction yeah. to oh, those first two. That, that makes sense. Which which were very much like that Joy Division revivalist, like huge leads, baritone voice kind yeah. of pop songs, yeah. indie pop. This kind of has that. Yeah. But it's discovered like fire. It's discovered industrial, yes, <laughs> a little bit, but in light so. swabs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's their sixth album. So they've been around the block, and they have now sort of gotten the the craziness of the experimentation out of their systems. I think. I think they've. I think read really the the, yeah. the crux of that was in this light and on this evening, and then with the the two following that, I can't wait. Less, I think, and in dream, they almost went like in a U two style direction where it was it was too straightforward yeah and what you get now on violence which is the name of this album um is a lovely halfway house yeah certainly a more rocky um i I guess uh nick cave's murder ballads oh yeah very gloomy kind of rock orientated contender to that kind of sound yeah this album has it's no it is an interesting blend of of new and old like there's 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 uh, influences all the way back to definitely to the eighties. I mean, you can you 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 hear some uh, Phil Collins on here. I even hear a little sprinkling of like Fleetwood Mac yeah. and Morrissey, um, and then it, you and then it, and U two obviously early U two, and then you kind of move into there's almost like a nineties trance vibe to some of the songs, nineties industrial. Yeah, and then something more modern. Like I think they've brought a lot of influences in from everything, everything this time around, yeah. especially on um, that track "Hallelujah," which is the the keynote sort of track on on here. It has the heaviest guitar riff. It is very, uh, you know, it has the synthesizer elements. Yeah. It has new. It has old. It's great. I think it's probably the not spoilers, but I think it's probably the best song on here. Yeah, um, oh, it's it's. It's pretty fucking good. It's um, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vi- violence is really cool. I, I love, I love the vocals on that quite a bit. Yeah, 
How many, and that vi- one, how that- many vials can you have in balance? Yeah, and that's the one that I mean. That's the one that has that that 90s, like, rave, almost mm. vibe to it. You know, very, quite dark. Um, yeah. Like like someone's going to murder you in the club, but de- but definitely <laughs> that industrial sort of club vibe. Yeah. Very um, cool. Like, uh, if you remember the band Japan from the from the 80s, mm. um, a lot of that. A lot of that going on. Was that definitely uh, that song? Was that, yeah? Is that on that song? There's also a lot of like upbeat, sort of more um, like Tears for Fears, Crowded House, Frankie Goes to Hollywoods type stuff on uh, Dark and Dark and Doors. Yeah, uh, or Darkness at the Door. Darkness sorry, at the doors. yeah. Uh, you know that 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 chorus is just so uh, over the top. I love it. It's even it got it's even got like church bells in it and yeah. everything. Very Nick Cavey for me at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. And then. Um, and yeah, and and then of course it does go to more traditional indie places that Apparent, I think yeah. less. They, 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 of course, bits do less so for me. I think the ballads maybe are a slight Achilles heel here. Yeah, like no sound but the wind, and then and then and then belong at the end. Uh, oh, definitely belong. Counting spooks is cool though. I, I really oh, like. Oh really yeah, like interesting. Explain. See. Tell me what you liked about it. Um, I like how it absolutely splits splits hairs with it, the industrial sound mm. and the ballad sound. Mm. Like chorus verse I just love how different both of them are yeah, it works perfectly I don't I think the I like the outro I like the there's almost like you know you know disco strings that yeah that's great that's sort of the last two minutes and it's totally separate from the rest of the song but I think the main part of the song it has a really strange like melodic structure like yeah. I almost I feel like the, the, the strange don't work the strange worked for me okay cool I like I like that <laughs> yeah like as in it was going somewhere and then I expected like a minor chord but it was a major one and it just threw me and every time I listen to it I just can't quite piece it together it's Counting Spooks is the only one in my brain that doesn't quite get off correctly but if it works for you that's great yeah um, and then yeah and then it just I'm not quite as excited by, by Belong or No Sound But The Wind although No Sound But The Wind I understand was on one of the Twilight soundtracks, interesting. I think. Um, really? but, but but they weren't satisfied How with long the production. Ago was that? <laughs> like the newest one, I think. Wow. But it's been kicking around for years. This song, and he recorded it. Tom, I think his name is singer. Um, he recorded the yeah. song like I don't know with one microphone just sitting at his piano, mm-hmm. and and so he felt like it needed a more full production. Oh, it definitely it, sounds a bit more full. Which it does get here. Spooky atmosphere. Yeah, which it gets in this. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and then and there's just moments of sheer sort of danciness to it as well like on nothingness, nothingness yeah. I think that you know it, that that's one that you could almost pull out at a party and get people dancing radio they, ready yeah it's definitely yeah. radio ready um, and so catchy as well yeah you know what he, he he's definitely matured as a lyricist because he knows when to give you an earworm yeah it's, he almost works rhythmically at points yeah with, with everything else working yeah, which vocals. is which is a way of writing, you know, that you kind of sound out. Well, yeah. and, and I know Rivers Cuomo does this as well, where like if he if yeah, he doesn't yeah. pick something out of his Excel spreadsheet of yeah. cool sounding lyrics, he will. Yeah. What type of syllable would work well for this piece of you know music? And then I'll just yeah. come up with some lyrics that sound yeah, uh, close enough. Well, Haley Williams does that a lot. Yeah, uh, like misery business is absolutely like yeah. syllabic melody writing. Yeah, yeah. But that bit where he's like, turn the nurse, turn the nurse, turn the nurse. It's so catchy and like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, hypnotic or something. Yeah. And, he, and his voice as well. I think it's Tom Smith. His voice has really gone from strength to strength because he started off as, you, like, put it this way, right? Yeah. I used to work in 
uh, Cleary's department store in <laughs> Dublin and there was one song that used to come on that I was obsessed with and it was all in white by the vaccines <laughs> but those guys with those baritone Ian Curtis from Joy Division mm-hmm. style like the guy from Interpol has it too you grow up with it you're going to stick with it kind yeah. of vocals I couldn't distinguish between the guy from the vaccines and the guy from editor so I just went out and bought all of the editor's albums in HMV in the hopes that I would find this song that I heard on oh the Clearest Playlist. But it wasn't, it was a vaccine song. Oh. So what I'm saying is that like, all the bands that sound like this have, have moved on now and it's nearly 20 years later. And Tom Smith from Editors is one guy who's really developed his own super unique, distinctive unmistakable voice naturally it's 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 gone the way of i wouldn't say typo negative but well, he, he's, bit, yeah, he's, bit. he's certainly gotten with the, gotten down with the bassiness of his voice yeah the more yeah baritoniness yeah but uh, but he's not afraid to to kind of move out of that zone as well when yeah. when necessary you know yeah yeah okay um which i think is great i just i just i really was nice to hear having being so familiar with those first two albums which i love and for what they are which is like you know mid noughties indie and that was something that I was super obsessed with back in the day Yeah, but this is something totally different it's them like expand, expanding their sound out to just whatever the hell they want to do yeah cool. it's cool yeah. it's definitely cool this doesn't feel like there was any I don't think this feels like there was any label uh, involvement at no, all no not really it, it seems just like a shot in the dark attempt yeah at doing something different which works yeah absolutely awesome. works I'm glad you liked it because um, I did I yeah, did I'm glad you did more than I thought it would you know yeah, because oh, I I've heard editors because editors editors I think have a are, are are unfortunately lumped in with a lot of much more mediocre beige bands. Um, yeah, like I always question what you see at Tower Records is five <laughs> top sellers on day one. Yeah, <laughs> hey but, man, it, let's put it this way: if if they can if they can sort of sneak in a riff like everything everything often do with their baritone guitars, if they can sneak in a riff like that riff in Hallelujah. Yeah. So be it, man. Chunky. I'm happy that it's a bestseller. Yeah, chunky buzziness. I love it. Yeah. That's it's a cool riff. Yeah. I'm 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 a big fan. Yeah. And apparently they had to turn it down. So they were like the on the first mix it was either they sort of went, Okay, we want it to be heavy, that's too heavy. Like they <laughs> blew I, them I, away. I definitely want a little higher. So <laughs> No, I know. We probably yeah, would have yeah. we probably would have preferred the first mix, but nonetheless, it's progress. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, and, and what, what was your favourite song was it Hallelujah or was it uh, it was Violence it was Violence Violence great Hallelujah one too. was close though yeah that's awesome um, I think I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna have to go Hallelujah 8 I'll give it an 8 I'm gonna give it an 8 as well well done editors they're back in the game yeah. and we're happy to have them yeah. okay uh, moving swiftly on because we're uh, rapidly approaching the hour mark, hour mark and we are nowhere near done um, let's run through Turbo Wolf The Free Life this is their third album totally um, different Yep, something completely different. Uh, this is their third album. They are from Bristol. And th- I suppose it follows up... Uh, it-, it follows up the follow-up of a very, very buzzy debut album that I'm not so familiar with, which came out in 2011, which is just Turbo Wolf. That's it. Yeah. They- self-titled. And then the one that I know well is Two Hands, which was the follow-up, I think, came in 2015, maybe. Um, it's unforgettable. I think you unforgettable or forgettable? Unforgettable. Out of yeah, oh yeah. Hear from what you'd assume is stoner rock at face value. Yeah, yeah I think that changed no skate. Yeah, definitely. Quite a bit. And this is after that, so yeah. Where is this gone? Where is it? Yeah, the, where where do you go? Because Turbo Wolf are a band that are so hard to put into a box. It almost feels like they're too 
energetic for the stoners, so they're not really stoner rock. They're too heavy and aggressive for the classic rock guys, so they're not really that. But they're not really metal either because no. their guitars are too clean. Yeah. What are they? What is Turbo Wolf? So it's not. It's not. It's. <laughs> it's not Queens of the Stone Age. It's. It's not. It's not as palatable as Queens of the Stone. It's not Mastodon. No. It's, it's not it's, expansive enough. But a point it is. I, this time around, I think it is. It's uh, not. Point, it's not a classic rock. But then they they fit their last the last song, and this could be a Led Zeppelin song. Yeah. So um, what I'm trying to say is they're not easy to describe. But um, what? Go ahead. <laughs> what do you want to say first? No, Maybe I was going to say help. is the only thing that's consistent um. with Turbo Wolf is you've got on either side on in both ears mm. these just razor sharp buzzing almost sort of whammy pedal sounding single guitar notes and that's the basis of their sound it wouldn't be they they, they had a couple of moments where that doesn't that's not there on this album but for the most part that's there it's yeah. these massive riffs um with huge production and that's that's yeah. what turbo wolf is it's like to dissect this album we'd have to we'd have to start this attempt with um the song up and adam i think which which yeah really describes where else this kind of sound can go yeah i think yeah. so okay where, 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 where would you yeah open atom is a good what, is a good example what do you get out of it um i think open atom is interesting because i think it's it's one of the experiments on the album yeah like this it's almost got that oingo boingo style yeah. um you know those uh synthesizers that very weird very weird spooky spooky strange 80s weird yes yes and it's a it's a song title it's a simpsons reference yeah <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah 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 that's always a plus uh, no, I think Open Open Atom is is great. It's really really good. It's one of the highlights for sure because the riff is so strange mm-hmm. um, in a good way. Yeah, um, I'd say a lot of the start of the album didn't grab me as much. Interesting, because I was like, okay, this to me sounds a bit too much like a Jack White doing Stoner Rock kind of thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with Jack White stuff, but I do think it. Well, the, bu- the 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 yeah. the very kind of one one not one dimensional but it's it's that tone yeah it keeps within that tone for at least the first few songs it's that single yeah it's it's a yeah. single it, it's stoner it's like stoner rock on steroids it's stoner rock at breakneck speed yeah um stoner rock riffs but done in rage against the machine style That's yeah not not rage against the machine groove but you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that like we're just going to make, we're not using chords. It's just one note. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, I actually personally, I think the Turbo Wolf by Numbers tracks on here, for the most part, are excellent. Like No, 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 which is the first track. Um, and then the singles, Cheap Magic and Domino, I think are all excellent. Yeah, what's the really fast song? Uh, it was a really fast, it's kind of like... Probably Domino. Domino, yeah. Yeah, I think that one is really, really excellent. That's pretty nuts. Um, and they're just they're just in and out and they're done and those are the kind of ones like Rabbit's Foot like American Mirrors like um, Nine Lives off the fr- off uh, Two Hands that just work wonderfully well and then there's a lot of experimentation as well mm-hmm. like one of the songs Very Bad which is near the start of the album just fully has a riff from Dead Cell by Papa Roach that's really cool um, which which I thought was odd <laughs> with guest vocalists I don't know um, yeah Chantel Brown from uh, from the she's from a band called uh, Vodun I, I, I certainly give that a listen yeah after that, after that well I'll tell you what you should listen to as well if you haven't is, you know Chemists 
No. Okay, so chemists are kind of a like drum and bass style rock band. Yeah. Um, and they brought her in for a, couple, a good few tracks, like two or three tracks on their last album, Spirit and System. And it's excellent. It's nothing but a good time. <laughs> nice. They're good pals with Enda Shikari, but it's much more like straightforward than Enda Shikari, if that makes sense. It, it sounds like such an odd kind of bluesy, soulful yeah. thing out of nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. on, that one's, that, that's on um, uh, Last Three Clues, right? Yeah. It's certainly like something we'll cover later. For the fi- for a final thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, I think I think she's from a similar, um, yeah, similar genre uh, kind of thing. But yeah, no, I mean that one, the three last three clues. I think is one of the experiments that doesn't work quite as well overall. Okay, okay. I'm not such a fan of the chorus. I think the other experiments, it's hit or miss. I'm not I'm not really a fan of Black Hole at all. I think it's I think it's far too Rival Sons like Royal Blood just. Uh, or even the black keys or something um too too much baritone riff for you no it's not the riffing it's more so just it strikes me as really lazy sort of pandering to the pub crowd just that straight down the line when i was one blah 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 blah. when i was two when i was three blah 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 blah. you're like okay this sounds like it could be in an ad for a fucking car or something i'm not i wasn't a huge fan of that one that being said that's in the minority it's just another experiment among many yeah um you know and then and then and then with like songs like the the last song concluder they're bringing in led zeppelin influences and then with half secret it's another sort of brooding slow jam without the big buzzy guitars i think they work it's like psychedelic but peeled back yes yeah that's really cool i didn't expect that at all from a turbo wolf yeah effort mm. because I did listen we, back to Two Hands and, and it's like it is all adrenaline all the time yeah. so this is a very different well, proposition that's the thing. I expect I always expect from Stoner Rock these days is just I need you guys to surprise me <laughs> mm. points like, and they do that here yeah um, but I think to a fault perhaps perhaps to a fault I think uh, yeah there's, there's just too many moments where you kind of go hmm like on is it is it the title track um, or is it called Free Will? No, it's called. I think it is called the Free Life. Yeah, yeah it's the title track. I think the chorus is one of the best on the whole album. Yes, where it's the going, chorus is really science, good. magic, da 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 da, great. But the opening riff just it sounds like nothing else matters by Metallica. <laughs> sort of it, it's just got the kind of dark vibe to it. Oh yeah, Shall well I? yeah, but it's got that da na na na. Actually, I like that mm-hmm. one. I like, I like I like that one quite a bit. So yeah. So yeah. It's, again, like parts of songs, I'm parts of songs I'm super into. Parts of songs I kind of go, yeah. hmm. Same on same on three uh, last three clues. So it's you know, yeah. What were you gonna say about? Uh, you were just gonna say something about the free life, the song, or no? Oh, I just like it quite a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. love the chorus. Yeah, it's a great chorus. Great sing along kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, then the only thing overall about this album is it's funny actually because they worked with a guy called uh, he has a funny name. Bear with me, uh, Dan Sugar. Did I not write it down? Ah, uh, damn it. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, Tom Dalgetty or uh, Dagletty or Dalgetty. I think is his name. It's, it's an odd name, but he he produced. I believe he might have produced the original the first album. He definitely produced the second one, and on this one he only mixed. The band did their own production. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it sounds anywhere near as big. Yeah, I think they're taking pointers, and that shame. and and that's all. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a shame uh, because they're obviously going for a similar sonically a similar sound, but in a way that 
like rabbit's foot just like absolutely jumps out of the speakers no matter what you're listening to it yeah, on. Yeah. I think this can sound a little bit thin and a little bit crushed. Oh, definitely crushed. Yeah. Um, I think they need to go farther mm. than go back. Yeah. With that sound. They they probably just wanted to experiment with pr- doing their own production and that's, that's okay. great. I think that's really admirable. But considering how perfect the, the the production job was on their second album i think they should have just you know not fixed what wasn't broke yeah it takes a lot of effort sometimes to get to that point mm. yeah 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 especially with guitars where you can get them to that point where they'll they'll almost uh work at any volume like i was saying about cubby it's easier to do with electronic music whereas like to get guitars that are that rounded that you can yeah you can enjoy them at like at 11 whereas i think if you if you turn this album up too high it just it starts to pierce your ears. It's too, um, it's too harsh. There's a lot of hiss and a lot of treble that you don't have on the other albums. At points, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm only mean at the heavier moments. Yeah, yeah. Like half secret and stuff. You could yeah, obviously it sounds wonderful, and for the most part, it does sound great. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So what was your favorite song overall from the, from the album? It was the free life. Free life. Yeah, I really love that chorus. Yeah. And I'm grow. I'm growing to forget the Metallica connection because. Yeah, <laughs> It sounds different to me. I didn't yeah. pick up on the time. No, that's that's okay. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you either. Um, I I really love. I think Domino is just such a great, yeah, like Turbo Wolf by numbers, but done so so well. It's pretty awesome. It's great. Um, so I think I think I'm going to give it a seven. Okay, well I'm going to give it a seven as well. Hey, shit, hey, shit. Yeah, I really, you know, it's 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 good. It's it's a solid addition to the Turbo Wolf canon. I just think that it's a seven. You know, yeah. there's just a few experiments that don't quite work, and yeah. yeah. But you know, for the most part, it's very good. Okay, uh, let's move on. I think this next one is our last. Is it our last new album of the week? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, huh, here we go. Okay. So the band is called Black Foxes with two X's, and the album is called Refi, uh, or just Ready, I guess is how it looks. But it's it, it means anger in Icelandic. Yeah. Um, it's it's or e i and then a weird looking d thing with a cross over the top of it and then another i. <laughs> uh, it's not English. <laughs> it's 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 Icelandic and that's where they recorded the album, so it makes sense that they would pick a yeah. word from you know that country. Um, so it's their second album. Uh, it's their second album in three years, so they're they're doing pretty good. Um, their original their first album came out in 2016. It's called I'm Not Well, mm-hmm. and I personally was a huge fan i got it on vinyl um a couple months after it came out and I, and I do definitely spin it quite often yeah um it's a weird mix of genres it, it kind of brought together grunge alternative rock what they're now calling alternative country um i think the only other band that does that is pine grove but i'm a big fan of pine grove also it's new to me um and bits of emo and yeah. bits of just like big 90s rock sort of no specific genre uh, and then obviously and then a singer who has a voice as unique as a Jared Way or a Cedric or an Omar or whoever I think he's yeah. got a really incredible unique voice yeah I don't which is probably like Marmite to a lot of people I would say yeah I don't know where it comes from at points Mark Holly is his name um, yeah because even more so on I'm Not Well than this album although it does come out in this album as well as he'll he does really kind of give it socks like he when he goes for a high note it's like it's like a yelp <laughs> yeah um and i like that spontaneous little bits thrown in there yeah i like quite a bit yes just, just, yeah his turn of phrase is really cool 
Yeah, he's a great um, lyricist. Yeah, and he and he talks about in, in in a similar way to to M from Nervous Will speaks about kind of her personal issues. I think you know Mark suffers from Crohn's disease. I understand, which is a, quite a debilitating condition. Yeah. Um, um. Hence, I'm not well. Yeah. You know, and uh, and he does. He you know he's working through his, his demons a little bit on this yeah. album as well. Uh, yeah, Glassjaw. Um, singer from Glassjaw has that as well. I think I mentioned. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I know his name. Is it Jason something something? Mm. Oh, maybe I think so. M- M- Malumbo, M- 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 <laughs> I don't want to Colombo. I don't want to butcher it. Okay, all right, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, if you don't have your <laughs> don't have the Google machine. But yeah, serious demons to wade through for a very, very not angsty effort vocally, but yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. It points quite angsty um, for sure, and and that's what I appreciate about it. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's an it's a cathartic album, and so it, was the oh, first it's certainly one. cathartic one. Yeah. Um, in terms of the sound of the album interestingly enough it is I think it's a lighter a cleaner sounding album yeah. than the last one the, the vocals and the lyrics are definitely moodier than the album mm. sounds yeah mm-hmm. the album is, is lush and rich um, and quite chorusy like I mean the guitar effect chorus yeah uh, it calls to mind like Manic Street Preachers R.E.M. Uh, even sort of early Oasis, I think as well, which I could hear in the first album. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, certain songs even have that big room, like big live sound seventies yeah. yeah. thing, like like almost like Steely Dan or Mamas and the Papas or something. You mm-hmm. know, I'm talking specifically about um, Am I Losing It? But you know, there's, oh, yeah. there's other parts. War on Drugs as well as another touchstone. Yeah. Um, so they've 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 gone all out for melody this time around, which I think is. Which I think is a, Manic good, and, a good call. Manic and me, great. great Manic and me, great, great song title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but for all the differences in sound, uh, they do have the same producer, and mm-hmm. he's a really interesting guy. If you would indulge me for a couple of seconds okay. just to talk about him, Adrian Bushby is his name, and he's been working on albums. He's not a, an old man by any means. He's been, but he's been working in London's biggest studio since he was like fourteen. So that means that he's worked on. He worked on MBV, like my, he worked on Loveless by My Believe Valentine. He's worked on Jamiroquai's albums. He worked on <laughs> all the Spice Girls albums. Wow. Placebo. Placebo. Okay, there Gabrielle. we go. Gabrielle. No, no, no. Uh, this is just to show you that they're in S Club 7, 5, Feeder, uh, Foo Fighters. <laughs> Which Foo Fighters? Uh, Echo Silence, Patience and Grace. Okay. But it sounded great, dude. <laughs> uh, Maximo Park and 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 Muse. He he produced uh, the Resistance and the Second Law. So like this guy is Shit. a big. He does deal. a lot of things, a lot of different things. Oh my god! It, like it's it's actually kind of crazy if you look at his full discography. He even produced the new Black Peak single. Do you know what I mean? You're talking about somebody. Oh, okay. How could the same guy produce yeah. S Club Seven and Black Peaks? But yeah. it, he exists, and I've listened to interviews with him, and he's a super <laughs> interesting guy. Interesting. Um, and he sounds like a very much workman like he's. You know, he was sort of saying that <laughs> um, he, he was asked, does he prefer bands that come into the studio with everything ready to go and they just want to plug and play? Or does he like for a band to come in and, and, and seek creative guidance and shape the songs in the studio? He was like, oh, fuck it, the first one, man. And like, <laughs> you know, I just want to rig up the drums and push record or whatever, like and plug in the guitar. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you get here. You know, it's a very, like the attention to detail is pristine. <laughs> like, I just want to get paid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess, I guess just no, not get, no, not just he that. Care, he loves he, the music. He does, yeah. But he just wants to work. Like, yeah. keep, keep the band, keep the channel is coming. I mean, similar, yeah, similar enough to like the producer that we were working with on REP. It's like 
they you know they their job is to get your music sounding as good as possible mm-hmm. um and i really appreciate that you know yeah without without meddling too much in the creative side it's like yeah. how do we capture what you want on record and they did they did that with the first album and they've done that here as well mm-hmm. you know i think it sounds great um so what were some of your highlights anyway then uh a lot of the a lot of the chorusy songs okay like a lot of the, I, I love i love how they hit hooks Definitely. especially towards the start of the album it's start. very it's very hook heavy yeah off the bat it got me yeah Through like that. i think uh sailor which has a reference to do you know the ytd film uh one for the wilder people oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like we are wilder yeah. people yeah ytd's cool. uh film <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, which i actually only saw recently yeah. and i loved so cool. that was nice to hear and, and yeah i think Manic and Me and Sailor, it's funny, they, they actually have very similar um, melodies to, mm-hmm. to begin with, but they go in totally different places. And yeah. I love them both. Like, you know how I like that placebo-ish sound. Yeah. It's, they got a bit of it. Definitely. De- oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, then on, and, then they, and then another kind of hooky song, but in a different way, is Joy, which almost has that, which almost starts off like other kin, and then it goes into like brand new territory. Um, mm. And yeah, and, and then and that, that kind of hook is like a chant you would say is that you know come call me erasable come yeah. call me erasable which is it's oh it definitely sounds like one of those uh lines you would you would hear on a big like on a big like, brand new album or something yeah. circa you know 2003 2004 yeah. certainly familiar territory mm. with the new brand the brand new album yeah science yeah. fiction yeah. definitely 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 um and i think yeah and then, and then i think slowly but surely towards the end uh, it, it does be- it suffers from a similar ish problem to I'm Not Well um, yeah that's well. where there's a couple of songs just towards the end that don't distinguish themselves quite as much mm-hmm. um, like uh, Flowers is one and Take Me Home is another um, I wonder if that is an issue of trying to stick to the same sound throughout the whole album yeah sometimes perhaps perhaps I don't think they. I think they do flip between genres quite a bit um, but yeah I think sort of in a similar way to Machina like we were talking uh, talking about the other week um, by Smashing Pumpkins has almost like a pop half and then an experimental half, half. Yeah, yeah th- it feels like a similar yeah, situation it has, here it has the weird the weird is definitely the end the tail end of yeah 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 um not that it's 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 not good it's just there's less to sort of hang your hat on mm-hmm. so um it, it's only been out a couple of days but um, I'm like if I were to hum you lines from this album they would all be from the first half put yeah. it that way um, it, Big Wild I think in particular I absolutely love because I think Am I Losing It has yeah, more yeah. of that the only one in the second half that has kind of that yeah Am I, Am I Losing It is is definitely the kind of 70s throwback song and I think it's I think it's great it's, it's really, pretty really powerful great. and then the equivalent on the first half of the album is The Big Wild yeah. which is just like I don't want to say funky Little. but it's definitely got a, a really nice kind of bounce to it groove to it yeah like a really cool um like i say war on drugs or almost neil young like mm. i think neil young is mm. the is the touchstone when you're talking about these bands who who like pine grove they sprinkle in country like there's definitely a country flavor to a lot of this but yeah but it never it's never like kick off your boots and your big red truck it's it's <laughs> It's much more the melancholy side of country. Indie country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like what well, Casey Musgraves was doing on her first album a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
you know but it's 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 absolutely great i, I think a big big wild does really remind me of lost in the dream i think is the, the name of the album by okay. uh, war on drugs or or rem one of those kind of rem is certainly here but it's it's lighter you know it's lighter than the rest mm-hmm. um, and he does and he does get a chance to really let rip oh yeah it's great great uh towards the end yeah a very bleak album but a very very interesting album really interesting yeah um, do you do you would you know how it st- stacks up to the first one? Ooh, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I'm not sure. Well, how is it for you? Because you're you're the I listen. You're the fan here. Yeah, I'm a huge. I am a big fan. I'm a big fan, and I've, my uh, my fondness for them has only grown sort of in the time since. It wasn't in my top twenty albums of 2016, but now in retrospect, it absolutely would be. Mm. I'm not well. I think. Yeah. There's just at this point in time, I think there's just a few more songs that you can link back to on I'm Not Well especially towards the end you've got like Slow Jams Forever and Maple Summer which is my favourite song on that album um, which are really 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 strong tracks towards the end of the album whereas I think here it, it does peter off a little bit the last song Float On is great um, yeah. but I don't think it's I don't want to say it's not an evolution because I think musically it is an evolution but for me personally I don't think it's quite as good it's not quite yeah. as aggressive and it doesn't have quite as many really catchy riffs and things. Yeah. It's more of a overall picture kind of album. Yeah, it's funny. funny. <laughs> it is unrelated. I was dre- I was dre- sidebar. I, I was I was almost like hitting the end of the album. I was like, I hope they don't cover "Float On." <laughs> oh right, yeah. not "Float On" by Good Tiger. "Float On" by Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's but the third. I, like, I wonder if they'll. There are now three songs called "Float On," and we've covered two of them in the last like month. I think there's a PJ Harvey song as well. What is it with that phrase? I didn't even just, know that was a phrase. I think it's just a good turn of phrase. Yeah, interesting. For, for just. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Hell yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> call your song, call your songs whatever you like, guys. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't want to dimin- dis- diminish the, no, the no. achievement. I've just I've seen things bandied around like this blows the debut out of the water and stuff from people. I, I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. It, no, no, I, they strike a different yeah. match with this. It's nowhere. It's definitely not a sophomore slump. I think it's it it absolutely maintains a really high quality and a high bar for a band that were already pretty much fully formed to begin with. Yeah. So it's like more black foxes, that's fine by me. Yeah. Um so yeah, as, have you much more to say on it, Dill? Uh not really. Um I quite like it. It's nothing I'd <laughs> I quite like it. It's it's nothing I'd turn on to cheer me up. Okay, that's fair. Totally <laughs> it's fair. certainly not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah, I'd probably have a bleak cup of tea to this. <laughs> Man, that's good. That's not. It's pronounced black a cup bleak, of tea. <laughs> hard bleak. <laughs> uh, I like my coffee bleak. Anyway, uh, what would you? What was your favorite song? My favorite song was "Manic and Me." "Manic and Me" is yeah. wonderful. What yeah, a wonderful song. Wonderful. Huge I'm, sound as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 Amos- chorus atmosphere is great. Is built oh. for stadiums. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I think I'll probably give it. I think I'll probably take. Uh, Big Wild is my favourite song sure. and I, I'll give it 8 out of 10 I'll give it an 8 hey yeah, just, it, uh, that's as good as it is it's, it's not, great it's not for me but it's an 8 I yeah I mean I, I an 8 is nothing to be sniffed at I think 8, eight is great yeah hell yeah you know <laughs> 8 is great um, so the album is called Reithi uh, by Black Foxes go Thank check you, Mario. it out Jeez. Uh, uh, excuse me uh, Mariosen <laughs> Mario Mariosen excuse me <laughs> I am from Iceland I'll have you know uh, yeah I, re- I, I and you know what don't count that one out at the end of the year I really love it and I and like like I'm not well 
it takes time for these albums to grow. Mm, I think Black Foxes are a grow, yeah. grower, not a shower. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. But well done, Black Foxes. Yeah. Good, good album. Well done, ye. Okay, so that's everything. We finally got through all of the new albums for this uh, these last two weeks. Holy moly. Now for something completely different. Yes. Um, <laughs> out of step with our, our attempts to pick a retrospective album that uh, is has something in common with the albums we're covering during the week. I don't think... Wild Young Hearts by The Noisettes has too much to do with what we listened to this week. But it was a nice, refreshing change of pace. It is. Um, So this album came out in 2009 when I was at the height of my secondary school days. Um, (laughs) You know, maybe a year and a half left in in school. And this album had quite an impact on me, actually. Mm. Um, For whatever reason, because I suppose when you're you're younger, it doesn't really matter... where music comes from you just kind of accept it as it is and yeah. uh, and a good song is a good song and, and in I this think... case ads <laughs> occasionally I don't uh, yeah where are these songs on ads uh, two of the songs yeah oh interesting yeah some some of them we hear these days uh, fucking uh, was it would it have been Don't Upset the Rhythm Don't Upset the Rhythm and there was another one uh, Never Forget You maybe yeah yeah that was the one were they on what were they what kind of ads were they were they ads for cars were they ads for makeup were they ads I think, for I think, shampoo I think kind of ads for cars okay that kind of- interesting well Go Baby Go Go Baby Go which is the hook of uh, Don't Upset the Rhythm would suggest I think, uh, think phone companies as well I don't know yeah Just, a phone company maybe or a it, car it, the, the word definitely got out there that this is something you need to get yeah. listen to Absolutely, and I think I think if as you, well as the laundry shop when they had their um, oh my god yeah, the, yeah. The, the, their travel Ireland the, the least famous band that everyone in Ireland has heard if yeah. you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> like but anyway because everybody can hum me that song but highs and lows all these highs and lows so so Noisettes I think perhaps dealt an unfair hand in terms of like they're better than just a band that makes ad music yeah um, I mean I skipped the ad songs. On this that's album. okay because I, I, I knew them yeah. quite quite well yeah I, I didn't I hadn't gone back to this in a while so I didn't skip anything um, but what Noisettes did on this album because it's not really there on What Time Is It Mr. Wolf their first album which I listened to and frankly didn't like at all um, it's it was uh, a little bit too rowdy indie do you know what I mean? Circa 2005. Yeah. Do you know that? There are hints of that in this, but it's far, far escaped to that. It's it's overshadowed by everything else, I think. Uh, and and their most recent album, Contact, I think was just like a little bit too polished. Okay. So so anyway, this is, this is the happy medium. I think it's excellent. So the singer is called uh, Shin Guy and the other guy in the band is called Dan. Dan Guy. <laughs> Dan Guy. And so... Uh, That's an awesome name though. So Shin Guy uh, does vocals and, and plays the bass and then Dan oh. uh, plays guitar and I think they got a session drummer in for the album. Nice. Um, and the, the musical stylings of this album flip between really, really old school soul, R&B... Um, almost doo-wop 50s yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Late 50s. Uh, kind of folk and then a real of its time indie rock sound yeah definitely indie rock more indie on the rock, rock side than the indie side at points indie rock yeah like I think you get that most most on the songs A Beat of My Heart and So Complicated mm-hmm. where So Complicated is the Strokes style um, you know to and, 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 and kind of a twingly twangly guitar riff and then Beat of My Heart has the that synthesizer that you couldn't get away from in sort of 
those years of like 2005 2010 yeah. do you know the one i'm talking about it's, i do um, I, the, um, it, the, that just seemed to be in every indie rock song. <laughs> um, the Pillar of one. Salt by the Thermals is the song that I always go back to with with that synthesizer sound. But uh, th- th- that's in there, and then and then, like I said, you, it's all tied together by a singer who just has such a unique and powerful and compelling voice. Yeah, really compelling. Like yeah. like, there's a lot of like high high spirited attitude mm. with this. Absolutely, a lot of spunkiness. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Even even for like the weird kind of odd dreariness that steps into it occasionally. Yeah, Atticus, I think, is probably the the, yeah. the, the, the down point. But even then, it's got Attic- no. Atticus is good. Atticus is really no. But cool. I mean, like in in terms of energy. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's really good. Yeah, yeah. She because she can really she can um, snake her way around notes very nicely. Yeah, like twenty four hours is that as well. Mm. One of my favorite vocals from this week. From oh yeah. yeah yeah 24 hours is, is so cool and what i love about 24 hours is it um it it, it, it almost has a late noughties kind of indie verse yeah in the verse and then it's kind of stone rosesy atmospheric yeah. but darker um i like it a lot more than stone once, stuff but that. then once you go into the chorus it's back to that you know that kind of 50s doo-wop yeah. style which it's, is which it, is it's so the cool. genre mixing that is so seamless yeah, that makes this re- a real joy to pick up. Oh, such a joy, yeah. and, and 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 it's again like with nervous or whatever. It's it's bringing the songwriting uh, chops of something like of like musical theater into pop. So like you get like like you would get with with ABBA back yeah. in the day. I'd say I'd say this is a, where nervous was a little more oasisy in its approach to that. Okay, this is not that. No, this, I mean this would be more block party ish. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about songs like Wild, Wild Young Hearts and Never Forget okay, You, yeah, you know, yeah. where you get almost the, you know, um, what song is it? Dancing Queen, the da 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 da. You almost get those, like, those uh, piano. Amy Winehouse vibes chords. as well. Amy, yeah, Duffy also. Sure, do you remember yeah. her? Yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, um, Shingai's voice actually does sound a little bit like Amy Winehouse. Yeah, very superficially, well, but they're they're channeling the same song mm. song vibes. Yeah, like, yeah. Like in order in order to sing that style, you, absolutely, you, you go into that realm. That, it's funny, actually. Is wasn't it kind of funny that that soul revival happened? It's just such an odd genre to just decide to raise from the dead. But if you think about it, there were so many artists that that yeah. really did trade in this stuff. I would say. To be honest with you, like I don't mean to speak ill of the dead. Amy Winehouse never really did it for me, apart from a couple of tracks. I don't know how you felt about her musically. Uh, I know the family likes her quite a bit, but yeah, I think she's yeah, fine. Yeah. But I would take this over Amy Winehouse any day. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, in terms of in terms of soul revival, yeah, soul revival. I mean, every every revival skips ten, skips ten years. Uh, I think. Yeah. So it was a lot more prevalent in the late 80s mm. in the 60s yeah, 2010 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, seems, seems <laughs> what, are we, what are we going to get a revival of next I don't know uh, what was, so what are happening we, 20, already 2018 we've reviewed albums that have happened like 90s shit actually do you know what yeah 90s I, shit man 90s stuff is coming back but 90s stuff is now no, and it's it's 20 no, years. sorry naughty stuff is coming back that's what I'm saying like yeah. the Joyce Manners and the Car Seat has, Headrests and Almost all those other bands that do uh, soft pack that that 
style of indie that you get on So Complicated and other songs on this album, that's coming back. Like the Strokes kind of indie. Strokes. That's oh, coming to- back. Totally Strokes. That's coming back. Um, uh, I'd say early stereophonics. Yeah. In, at least in the rock elements. Um, I think on this one as well, which is funny that we're talking about revivals, is yes, it, it, it is a soul revival album and and if you want to date it as well, it's it's a little bit like late noughties indie. Um which was which was the revival at the time and which was the contemporary at the time. Yeah. But another throwback on this album was on Saturday night, which is absolutely part of that obsession with eighties throwback that was going on yeah, at that time. It really is. Like um, you, you ever listen to Gold Frap? Gold Frap. Mixed with Blondie. Yeah. What do I have written down in my notes? Gold flap and Blondie. Bron- Bron- cold, <laughs> cold flap is not, is never something that you should call a band. Please, nobody start a gold flap band, a yeah. tribute band called Gold Flap. Ne- never never call your girl Gold Flap either. Oh, way. never, never, never. Um, and, and, and Lady Tron as well were in the band that kind of threw back to that era. But mm-hmm. um, that's really only that one song, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh man gold flap I'm never going to live that down <laughs> every time the whole can't spill guys <laughs> oh oh dear I'm yeah. t- we're, we're going off the airwaves <laughs> we're going off the rails fucking yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so I think uh, I, I, I don't know about you but I think it it's a really interesting time capsule of an album yeah is that why you brought it on it's a just, little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of a good it's kind of a good opportunity to talk about a lot of different things in one sort of 40 minute chunk mm yeah, um, this definitely changes the scape of things, certainly. Yeah. 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 And I and I like listening to music made by music like real music fans. And yeah. you, you can just hear so much care and attention has gone into the yeah. way they pay tribute to the past. It's like this music still exists and it's still very much good. Yes. And it can be good. It can still be written well. Yeah, and I wanna hear more I wanna hear more like for all your qualms about maybe yes, like they were in ads and all the rest of it and they were probably overplayed. I think like don't set the rhythm um, and never forget you but mainly don't set the rhythm is like such a nice there's a reason it was in the ads yeah and an it, earworm <laughs> it really it reminds me of a time when you could just write a really really catchy song and play it with humans I'm not nothing against electronic music and all the rest of it but li- literally it's just a song which has you know, bass and a, and drums and a singer and a couple of extra little instruments thrown in, like strings or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one hundred percent organic yeah. pop banger. Yeah, for and totally dancehall ready everything. But De- you could totally thank this kind of band for bringing Chic back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it it was just a really nice moment of you you know you don't need studio wizardry to make a song that everyone can dance to or mm-hmm. that everybody can really get into it was just just follow a tempo and yeah run with it like they did it in the 60s they can do it now mm-hmm. um, so I really appreciated that about it yeah huh. god I love that yeah I love it and which uh, what was what? what is your favourite song Ooh, um, it honestly changes because they're so different you get such a mm. such a good cornucopia of songs to pick from yeah uh, 24 hours it's, it's, it's that it's good yeah 24 hours is excellent I'm I'm almost tempted to say every now and then because it's just like a sudden, like a Red Hot Chili Peppers ballad suddenly appeared. Yeah, a little but, bit. Um, a little bit. And I, I kind of love that. But um, mm-hmm. I think for me, it's probably got to be Wild Young Hearts. There's something about that song. Yeah, I just think it's, 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 it's really you know, good. Again, it's no frills, but it's so well written. 
Oh, it's really good. Okay. Um, so the album, in case you missed it, is called Wild Young Hearts. Yeah. Um, by the Noisettes. It's from 2009. Uh, if you're if you're interested, as I say, in getting a cross-section of past, present, and future, then that's as good a place as any. Hell yeah, I like it. All right. Bring more of this to you guys. And next <laughs> yeah. week, what we missed this week, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, because that came out on Friday. Um, that's going to be one of the next previews coming up. Awesome. Um, I'm not sure exactly what date the next show brings us up to, but in coming weeks, we're going to be covering um, the new album from Uppermost. Actually, yeah, we'll be covering that one next time. And there's another very exciting band called Fiddlehead, which who have an album coming out very yeah, soon. Very close to cover. So, um, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, it's very easy to do so. We're just Kill Shuffle on... No, nobody else wanted the name, so we're just Kill Shuffle on all platforms. <laughs> um, on Facebook, we're at Kill Shuffle on Twitter. Um, we're also individually on Twitter as well. I'm Tweet the Fridge and Dylan is the Coma. coma. Uh, yep, with a Q. Yep. Uh, and if you want to check out all the music we're listening to, including the music for the next show, you can just search Kill Shuffle on Spotify and we're right there. But in the meantime, I guess just look after yourself. Yeah. Keep watching the skies. Don't get snowed in. <laughs> See you next time. See ya. Yeah.